Hello and welcome to Nerd Vomit. My name is Doug. I'm a nerd and I vomit. With me is my co-nerdy vomiteer. Is it vomiteer? Vomiter? I don't remember. Damn it. We'll get there, folks. Is Christina. What up, nerds? There we are. Uh, we, of course, are recording outside again, uh, but the audio was great last yeah. week, so hopefully it's I mean, good I didn't this hear week. it, but nope. it seemed to work. Uh, it was, yeah, just fine uh, with my mic that looks like Don King. But anyway, uh, Nerd Vomit, the only show that found a hand. You're... Also has reggae in the background, which I'm not a fan of, but... Yeah, it works. Reggae and having music in the background, but... Yeah, so you found a I hand. I found a hand. So I went to Barnes & Noble... Uh, to pick up Ready Player Two and the new Ali, uh, Ali Bosch uh, collection from Hyperbole and a Half called Solutions and Other Problems. And when I got out of the car, everything was fine. Still is fine. When I got back to the car, there was a hand on the ground. Like a fuck off real, well, not real, but like a, like a mannequin hand. And I was like, score, free hand. If it was a real hand, I'd be worried about what would happened. I wouldn't have picked it up. <laughs> That wouldn't have happened. <laughs> I'd hope you wouldn't have picked up, but also I'd be wondering if it was a real hand, what the hell happened next to your car. So I've already posted pictures online on uh, Instagram and Facebook, but yeah, I got a hand. I found a hand. I could not shut up about this. You could not. It's been, oh, I still have it. I put it in the bag. It's it's sitting right, uh, I'm going to put it right between me and Christina. It's glorious. Um, I found a hand. Who the fuck just finds a hand? Me. Yeah, Doug, you would be and the only person else? that would find stuff oh, yes. like that. So this is actually the second time I have a severed hand. Uh, the second? So the first time, and this is kind of a cool story, I went to um, to the reading of, I, I believe it was the paperback release of Lullaby by Chuck Palahniuk, uh, author of Fight Club. Okay. To put it in perspective for Christina. Um, and I'm a huge fan of his. Of course, there are a shit ton of planes in the background. Um, that got picked up last week. That I remember. I was like, oh, there's a plane. Catch it, catch it. Got it. Which is a Dead Milkman reference, but moving on. Because um, who talks about the Dead Milkman anymore? I do. It's a punk band. You would be the only one. I mm, No, my friends and I still talk about Dead, Dead, Dead Milkman. They were Okay, out of I, with people I know, you would mm-hmm. be the only one. Yes. So anyway, so I was at this Chuck Palahniuk reading. And Q&A, and he had this thing where whenever, like, during the Q&A, if you were chosen to pick, or if you were chosen to, like, ask a question, he would give you, like, a plastic severed foot, severed hand, severed whatever, and uh, at the time, the event manager for the, it was at the Tattered Cover downtown, which I don't think is around anymore, no. uh, was, like, a family friend, or a friend of, the fr- whatever it was. And so I was like, I'm getting picked. Um, and I asked him, by the way, in case you're wondering, I ask this of every writer I, I, I read, uh, how do you get rid of writer's block, which I'm sure he gets asked constantly. Um, the answer is just walk away for him. Um, the answer for me is to work on something else. But um, Which is walking he, away from what you were working on. Yes. And he, uh, so he like tossed it out, and I, I, I got a severed hand. And he goes, yeah, they're great. He's like, I use them as like fetch toys for my dogs at parks. And I was like, that's fucking beautiful. <laughs> um, I wish, just timing wise, um, I would have had him sign it. Yeah. Um, which I don't have it anymore, so I'm kind of glad I didn't because that would have been an emotional blow to me. I lost it in a breakup. But anyway, um, and that like, uh, I was number three 
for having them sign stuff before the Q&A. And the line was like, after there was like hundreds of people. And I'm like, this isn't worth like waiting like through 200 people. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and I had them sign my copy of uh, Fight Club. Uh, which is ironic because he wouldn't sign me. He wouldn't sign you? He would not sign me. I was like, I need you to sign me. And he goes, you're not going to get this tattooed, are you? And I went, yeah. And he goes, yeah, no, I'm not signing you. I'm not. That's not. For whatever reason, he had an issue with that. Um, I wish I would have, at the time, I don't think I, I had my Neil Gaiman tattoo. But if I did, I'd be like, okay, well, Neil Gaiman signed me. Another New York Times bestselling author. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was going to get a whole Fight Club tattoo around it. But anyway. Um, and you're going to hear a weird edit point in about four minutes. So let's just talk about what I had, uh, what I got at Barnes & Noble. Uh, I picked up Ernest Klein's Ready Player Two, the conveniently uh, named sequel to Ready Player One. Uh, I'm only like 15 pages in, but basically it picks up like a week after Ready Player One. Okay. Um, he has, you know, won the Easter egg hunt or what do they call it, a gunt or something? Um, and uh, he uh, gets clued into like a, a secret vault in the whoever runs it, whatever the company is that runs the Oasis. It's like something simulation systems or something. Yeah. Gregarious. That was it. That's it. And um, which he's now running one of the branches along with uh, Shoto H and uh, Sam Samantha. Yeah, the four that won it. Yeah. Well, he wins it, and then I think he kind of, like, delegates. He goes, I'm bringing yeah. them in as, like, business yeah. partners. Um, and he gets clued into some, like, literally groundbreaking technology with, like, the Oasis, and it could change the world. And obviously it's going to be the MacGuffin of, like, there's probably an evil corporation or something yeah. that wants to get its hands on it, and it's going to be, like, it is very, it's a piece of technology that basically is, like, direct, like, it works in that, like, when you're in the Oasis, because you've seen the movie. Yeah. When you're in the Oasis, you can feel things, taste things, smell things, like, and everything's, like, recorded. It's called an ONI, um, I can't remember, Oasis Neural Interface or something like that. But obviously it's a nod to Japanese demons, Oni. Um, and it records it, and, you, like, you can, like, replay an Oni, or dot Oni, uh, or ONI. Uh, file and experience what I've experienced. Oh. So it's like you can literally walk a mile in my shoes, which is incredible. That's also a Pandora's box of. Yeah. Could be awful. So that's, I mean, the first 15 pages, like, it's already set up. Um, that he's found this, he's tested it, he doesn't know what to do with it, and none of the other characters have popped up yet, and it's only 15 pages in, and he's already referenced uh, 8675309. Uh, let's see, he's already done uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, uh, Japanese Demonology, and, uh, oh, what's the fucking movie with Rafe Fiennes? You wouldn't know it, give me a second. Um, Strange Days, where the, it's uh, Rafe Fiennes, Angela Bassett, um, and basically, like, they're like these little, like, little things you put on your head, they're called, I think, squids, um, and they like record like your memories and you can replay them or whatever and there's a murder and the guy's got the file with like the murder on it and whatever. Um, it's like that kind of technology. Okay. So that's literally the first 15 minutes, uh, 15 minutes, 15, 15 pages. pages 
of Ready Player Two, so I'm excited to see where it goes already. It sounds exciting. Um, oh, it's already like fast paced. Um, I think he really kind of came in with like, I think the longest passages are going to be him like explaining references or going, you know, whatever he goes. Oh yeah, this guy's you know got this thing parentheses Iron Giant or whatever. Yeah. So, um, because the action, like literally the actions alone, have been really quick. Um, and then I also got Ellie Bosch's, uh, who does Hyperbole and a Half, as I mentioned. Uh, her thing, her new book uh, collection called Solutions Out of the Problems. I haven't even started it, but I loved the first book, which is uh, the name of it. I can't remember. My alarm is going off. Time to buy two Rons. Yes, it's time to buy your two Rons. And we are back. And we're back. Um, so, sorry. Honey Bunches to, is back. Honey Bunches. So, I had to buy uh, two Snake Juice Drunk Ron Swanson Funko Pop exclusives for myself and for Deb, co-host of No Applause, Just the Clap, as we are both... No, don't. do Don't put the hand over the mic, dumbass. Um, I was wondering when you were going to notice that I did that. Probably when I edit it and go, huh, some, somehow it's muffled. <laughs> Don't put things on top of a microphone. That's literally how microphones don't and do work. So anyway, I don't remember what we were talking about. Oh yeah, uh, your books I got, and Ready I got books. Player One. Yeah, two. two. Sorry, my apologies. Uh, I would say play a dose, but that means like beach two in Spanish. Playa. Playa. Yeah, playa not like dos. playa. Playa dos. So anywho. Uh, also, I've got, uh, speaking of new media, and we'll talk about it next week, uh, in more in-depth, uh, I've got Cyberpunk 2077, uh, hopefully on the way in the next couple of days, uh, to be shipped to me through GameStop, uh, open world, a literal cyberpunk game based on the RPG. I'm super excited. I'm sure um, you are. You've been waiting for this for how long now? Since April, when I originally got the pre-order, it might have been might have been March for the pre-order. I'm not quite sure. I can't remember when I pre-ordered it from GameStop, but I pre-ordered it, like, from the yeah. get-go. Uh, I had a follow-up on that. Oh, speaking of RPGs, super quick, some exciting news. And it's in the, like, literal fetus stages um, that we're talking about starting a Dungeons & Dragons group. That it? Yes, we were. We were talking about this yesterday after, or some... Yeah, Saturday off air. Not off air, but when we were just... Like when we were just hanging yeah. out like I don't normally do. Yeah, because uh, a couple months ago I brought up on air that I had Dungeon Dice and you're like, put a pin in that. We're going to come back to it when we get end off air and then we never did. I meant to... That's... I think what I meant... Like I meant to throw my fucking dice in my bag to show you the like incredibly heavy and sharp dice that I bought. Um, I also have... <laughs> I also... Oh, I'll yell that a lot when we play d and Um... I also have like uh, Agents of Shield six-headed dice or D six because it's yeah yep D six you, know, you know that okay I don't know what you know um, but I've got Agents of she- I think it's Agents of Shield Avengers and Marvel's Fear itself uh, nice. D sixes through uh, my Hero Clicks collection which is another um, not necessarily RPG or role-playing game if you're a noob. Um, but like it's a bo- more of a board game. It's, it's we call it Doll Wars, but thanks Charlotte. Um, if you're listening, probably not. <laughs> Maybe she does. I don't know. Um, 
but it's also we call it nerd chess because you move your pieces around the board like to attack each other yeah. or run away um, or kill Doug in the first usually hour poor Doug because I'm dumb and I divide my forces why would you do that? I don't know because I tend to build my teams around like staying together there's one of the one of the abilities of the Green Lantern is that he can move any adjacent character with him because he can make a platform with yeah. his ring. So you can actually like literally just like pick up your entire team, drop them on somebody, obliterate them, and then keep moving around or run away like in mass. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why, but I always divide my force, going like, "This is my strategy," and then I probably have a couple of drinks and go, "What's a strategy?" <laughs> so in that voice, mentally. Uh, and probably physically at some point. But yeah, so um, we're not going to podcast it, I don't think. Uh, that's The mechanics of it are weird. Well, and now that this they're, group that we're tricky. starting, there's three completely new players. There's that and just... There are... I used to listen to... And it's still a great show. Um, it's just I didn't have the time to listen to it all the time. Called uh, Nerd Poker, which is uh, Brian Posehn, who's a comedian... Blinka Patch. Uh, I don't think Jerry Duggan's on it, who now writes for Marvel Comics. Um, and a few other people that it was just, it's a fantastic fucking D&D podcast. I, I just felt like we were always like, trying to copy them or something. Like, yeah. we just didn't, I was like, it wasn't that we didn't have the chemistry we did as a group. Uh, it's just, I went, you know what? They're doing it better and I don't feel like putting out an inferior product. Yeah. So, um, Leave it to the professionals, Doug. Yeah, says the girl that doesn't bring her I hate Kathy Hammond scripts. I'm literally just talking about you. Uh, I'm recording I hate Kathy Hammond with Cat uh, Archuleta later, and she just happened to walk by us while we were. And on that note, you also don't ever give me scripts, so. That's true. Okay, okay, fair point. Yeah. Uh, that's actually something on damn bingo. <laughs> and I am sweating through my Doctor Who dick in a box mashup shirt. So I'm going to take off my jacket. Nice. In case you're wondering how the sausage is made, Doug needs to lower his uh, external body temperature. So, um, speaking of video games like you almost weren't with Cyberpunk, um, I've gone back to playing, uh, it's the return to Arkham bundle. So it's Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. I beat Arkham Asylum months and months and months ago. Because um, what you're saying, you're going back and doing some of the side missions now? Well, or? so yeah, so I, I started playing Arkham Asylum, uh, I'm sorry, Arkham City, which is the third of the Arkham trilogy. It's Asylum City and Night with a K. And uh, I'm like, oh, I'll just use this as kind of a placeholder until I get Cyberpunk. And I forgot how many fucking side missions there are that you unlock for, like, like, it takes hours for, like, some of them to, like, start popping. Really? Yeah. Like, you'll be playing for, like, an hour, and all of a sudden it's like, we need help! Now you have to go save six people! And I'm like... And then it's like... And they just, like, pepper them in throughout, so you can't just, like... Oh, run them. all of the, like, Riddler hostage side missions. You can't just run all of the... Well... You can run all of the Bane ones. But, yeah, like... So, like, they randomly pop up every once in a while. Um... And I'm like, I'm going to have to come back to this. But Cyberpunk is like, apparently, one of the developers was like playing it and 
they're like, yeah, I built this thing. I've been playing it for 93 hours. Jesus. Yeah, it's a, it's a fucking expansive game. So, I don't think I'll be playing anything but, but that Cyberpunk for, for months, months and months. Um, which, once again, I'm super excited for. Uh, have you been playing anything? No, just occasionally I'll get to Ghost of Tsushima when I can, just because of my work schedule and everything, and I try. I know, I was a little worried when... Was with. Uh, but I did get to see his uh, uh, fantastic ass, as you put it. Yeah. And he even, does have even, a good... The, the mocap actor was like, I didn't think I had that good of a butt, and he does. And you see it frequently if you search out all of the... Hot springs. Hot springs. Um, I was a little worried about you playing the... Um, what do they call the little circles at the bottom? Um, where you use them for like charge attacks and stuff. It's not stamina, but it's whatever it's called. Oh, like the healing stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when you, uh, cause you get more of those little dots... Uh, when you do the bamboo, basically you're playing uh, bamboo training. Sites. Yeah, you're you up your health, your strength and health or whatever. Or by whatever doing it is, them. yeah. And uh, no, health is hot springs. No, yeah, that's the one. Um, but like for like special moves and all that. And um, I was a little worried about you on that one because it's basically playing Simon on a like PS4 controller. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, a DualSense two or whatever they call it. But, I mean, you got to figure you've got L1, L2, R1, R2. Triangle, uh, square, square, circle, circle and X. X, up, down, left, right, and uh, then... They don't pull the D-pad in. What about um, L3 and R3? No. Okay. Oh, thank God. That would be fucking annoying. L3, R3, which is when you push down the joysticks, is really cool, but I think one of the most annoying things for, like, game mechanics, because sometimes I'll be, like, when we go back to Spider-Man. Yeah. Where, like, I'll be running, and I'm like... I'm excited. I'm and you go to go attention. forward, and you accidentally and push, push down as you're going forward. Like, and yeah, and it's like, oh, and now I'm doing a spinning web trick. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, so I mean, I like the, the technologies there. Yeah. But it's all all about shoulda, not coulda. Yeah. Um, that I, I just sometimes I don't like the L3 R3 mechanics. In some games it works, and in others. Well, it took it me a second on Ghost of Tsushima to figure out how to get my horse to run. And I didn't realize you had to push down on L3. Uh, it's the same way you would sprint when you're playing Jin Sakai. I didn't know he could sprint. Yeah. <laughs> I've just you've been just riding been my horse and walking you've around. You've been literally walking, walking, like not running? Yeah. Oh, or Jesus. riding my horse. Um, I think I named my horse the same as your horse. It's Shadow in Japanese. I can't remember. I know it starts with a K. Uh, oh, God, it'll come to me while I'm playing. Because he always goes like, to it's me. Or like good job, like after you finish yeah. the mission, I'll go like, all right, whatever. Yeah, I want to say something, but I won't. Yeah. Um, what? Nothing. Liar. Uh, it's a huge spoiler. Oh, so. okay. Um, and by the way, by the time you're done with that game, you will say Tushima, like I do. Tushima? Tushima. Because um, you're like... You Kage. Kage. Kage! That's it. Uh, K-A-G-I. Kage. E. Whatever. Um... I've got Irish. Why, why would I know Japanese shit? Oh, I'm a nerd. But uh, yeah, Kage. It reminds me of uh, in in um, the new God of War where he's like, "To me, boy." And it's like, you know, you, you know, like you can like summon the horse. It, it takes a couple times. I don't know if you've noticed, but like, it takes a couple times if you're not super close. 
and then as the game progresses, like, it takes less time for the horse to find you, like, you start bonding with it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's, like, those little things that are kind of really cool to see in yeah. um, games. That, like, you don't really notice, and you're like, oh, shit, like, that's kind of cool that, like, they're like, oh, yeah, the horse, like, and you bond, like, yeah. as you progress with the it's game. It's like in um, Breath by Wild in Zelda, you have to tame a horse, and then as you, you play and you bond, then it... And then it's, um... Oh, I don't care if it's beneficial to me. Okay. It, you will bond with the horse, and the more you're bonding with it, the that faster gr- it comes in. That grinding sound in the background was excellent customer service. <laughs> <laughs> but bad pad, podcasting. Bad. Or padcasting, is what I almost said. Yeah, padcasting. Uh, but yes, so yeah, training a horse, it comes, what was it? Sorry, I was distracted by good customer you're service. You're good. It was just more of like in Legends All, you have to jump on a horse, break it, and then as you ride and you pet it and you feed it and all that stuff, you bond with it and then the bond gets stronger. And So you effectively have a Tamaguchi? Tamaguchi? Tamagotchi? Yeah, that one. No? Well, because if I get to like feed it shit. Well, not, not feed it. I used the wrong one, but bonding with it. Okay, okay. Speaking of bonding with things... Oh, what a weird segue. That's an interesting one. Um, let's just jump into the Mandalorian? Yeah. I only have two notes. Uh, Bubba motherfucking fat. Dude, he comes in like a badass. He comes in like a wrecking ball. Yes. But just say it. Yeah, he really um, does. But- I'm pretty sure, without knowing it, Hannah Montana wrote that song for him. I can see that. I know it's Miley Cyrus, but... I can see that. Anyway, <laughs> I kind of hope that got picked up, and I kind of hope it didn't. Um, yeah, like he comes back with Ming-Na Wan, uh, Ming-Na Wen. Uh, I'm totally saying her name wrong, uh, but she played uh, Shattuck Fent or yeah. something like that. But she's like an Imperial um, sharpshooter. Yep. Who's got now? She came back with robot guts. Yeah, because she was left for dead in the first season. Yes, and then you see the feet come, and now we know the feet belong to Boba Fett. Yep. Which, I mean, if that wasn't even a fan theory. Like, the fan theory was not, oh, yeah. that's Boba Fett. No, yeah. I didn't even think that. I honestly thought it was um, Grand Moff Gideon. Yeah, somebody was, just yeah. like, up oh, you're yeah, dead. Yeah, Giancarlo Espinito. Uh, Espinito. We kind of just talk about Boba Fett's freaking staff, and when the, like... One stormtrooper is kind of like getting up, like all wobbly after being like and he punched fucking and just breaks his fucking head. Yeah, he just like bam, and you just see the helmet pieces shattering off screen. And then when like, you see it when he's down, and it's like this giant fuck off gouge. Hole. Um, it, it's fucking amazing. I mean, just be like, is he still a badass? Yes, yes, folks, he's still a badass. He's everything we wanted him to be. Back when he was just a a no dialogue having. Yeah character in Return of the Jedi who had a jetpack and didn't do anything. Yep. He didn't do anything. Oh no, he transported um, Han Solo. Yeah. But like, he didn't really do yeah. anything and then he got chucked in the Sarlacc pit and that was it. And But he's become like a cult figure. Yeah. And now we get like all of the validation that we deserve being Boba Fett fans. Yep. Now going back to you saying like, with talking about the jetpack and everything, there was that scene where Boba Fett 
looks at Mendo's ship, and you thought he was just going to go for the jetpack. I was thought that he was going for the suit, and I was... Totally forgot it was on the fucking ship. Yep. What's left of it? Yeah. Spoiler alert, the Razor Crest gets fucking blown up. Gets destroyed. Which is sad, but a good thing. Why is that a good thing? Uh, because the Imperial Tracker device is That's now right. destroyed. That's right, it's now destroyed. Which, I mean, admittedly, and once again, spoilers, of course, um, uh, Grand Moff Gideon has the child, and Which, hits it with the fucking sleep gun yeah. from New Hope. I didn't realize there was a sleep gun for New Hope. Well, I mean, not the same one, but, no, like, but they like, have like a sleep yeah. gun. Yeah, they, um, someone shoots uh, Princess Leia with it. Oh, in, okay. In New Hope. So it's kind of a, once yeah. a nice little Easter egg nod of like, oh. Another good thing, too, with the Razor Crest being destroyed, it was a good thing that Boba Fett put his ship somewhere else. Because well, you know so they destroyed it so Mando wouldn't go after him. Yes, uh, but they didn't realize that Slave One was floating yep. on the same of Boba's ship. Yep. Um, there's a great joke on Robot Chicken. They do um, fantastic Star Wars specials that you should check out. And um, there's one where it's like Boba Fett and Lando Calrissian, who's African American, played by Billy Dee Williams. And it's like this like awkward interaction after he takes um, Han Solo. It's made for satire. But uh, it's like Boba Fett and Lando, and they're like, Sue, um, like, Boba Fett's like, do you validate parking? Or like, how does this work? And then Lando goes, still not a fan of that ship's name, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, a black guy would have such a big problem with a ship being called Slave One. Yeah. That's so fucking funny. Anyway, um, I'm glad that Bill Burr's character is coming back. Mig's, Mig, Mig, Medalla or something like that. Um, and so, obviously, the next episode has to be a Prison Break episode, which yeah. I loved the Prison Break episode from the first season. Um, yeah, because, um, shit, what's her name? It's, um, Carla Gugino or yeah. something. Yeah, well, Carla, when she's like, all right, now I'm a part of them, and he's like, well, I need to break him out, and she's like, well, she's, uh, I've got rules to follow. She's like some kind of marshal for yeah. the Republic. Yeah, um, and he's like, I need to break him out, and she's like, I got rules to follow, he's like, they have the kid, and all she does is you can just tell in her face, she's like, fucking in. I also like that he had to say he has a child because if she, he, he would have said, they've got Grogu. She'd have been like, huh? who? Huh? <laughs> um, I will say it was mildly convenient that the only two things that survived the Razor Crest explosion was... The ball. The ball. I'm like, really? Like, okay. Like, it's... I, I see it as like, from a writer's standpoint, from yeah. an emotional standpoint, but like, really, like he just sifts through the wreckage and that's finds like it. This huge fuck fuck off crater. And it's like there's the ball, and oh, there's the spear. Now the spear wouldn't have been yeah. destroyed. It's uh, the Beskar. Um, Beskar, yeah. But uh, but yeah, like him just finding the fucking ball was like, like, oh, come on, like I get it, but really, yeah. Like those are the two things that survived. That's true. You know, it's like when, like, in movies where, like, a house burns down and they're looking through the rubble and, like, they found, like, the one photograph of, like, a dead loved one. You're like, that would have been gone. Like, in reality. And I know it's in Star Wars. Nerds, calm down. I'm just saying it's one of those weird, convenient things that happen in media that I go, yeah, come on. I agree. Or, like, I would have liked that he found, like, the ball, but it would have been, like, half-melted, and he'd be like, ah, oh, shit. And yeah. Like, 
like kind of put it down like this this uh, keepsake is gone now. Yeah. But we have to go save him. Um, but it turns out that he's got Boba Fett and uh, Ming Na Wen with him. Yeah, so. and they were all like, part of our deal was we keep the child safe, so we're like, we're gonna help you until he's back They're with indebted. you. So uh, I'm excited. I liked the first like five minutes of that episode because Manda goes Grogu and he's just like, huh? And he goes back to playing with the little ball and he goes, Grogu, huh? And goes back to playing with it and he like takes the ball and he's like, all right, come on, you and can then he do giggles. it. Like he giggles the second time, he goes, Grogu, huh? He goes, <laughs> like he's amused by it. It's so yeah. cute. Um, I mean, it very is about parenting where it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, when a kid first starts reacting to its name, and you're like, oh, it knows its name, or a puppy, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I'm interested to where it goes. I think it's only, like, half, what was, was that episode seven? I seven? Yeah, and that was ten episodes was in the ten, first, so yeah. We're getting things, there. Things are going to be heating up, horde, in the next couple episodes. Or they might not. Well, I mean, I think... I think it's going to turn into, and it's very like, you know, once again, Dungeons and Dragons and very yeah. Western themed. Um, I'm interested when he was sitting on the sight ball, which Jedi might have sensed him. Well, at this point, Yoda is actually fucking dead. Well, yeah. It could be Yaddle, the female Yoda. That but I thought she died back in the prequel episode. Oh, yeah, she might have been um, whatever that was. Um, Order 66. The Jedi Termination. Order. Yeah. Um, there's also Ezra Bridger, if I'm saying that right, or remembering That's it right. That's the one that Ahsoka was talking about. Yes. That they both fuck off at the end of Rebels. Yeah. And we don't know what happened to him. That's true. So, Do you think they will bring Ahsoka back in the next three episodes, or in even season three? You know it'd be a fucking coup? Ready for but, this? Yeah, go ahead. Luke Skywalker. That would be. That would be fucking. Like I would get two black eyes for my erection. <laughs> Just bam, bam, as I move away from one to the other. Like that would be fucking awesome. Like that would de-age be awesome. them like they did in the X Men. Yeah. Or have them like you know be like more middle aged or how yeah. that would work. I guess it's still de aging. But yeah, to have like Luke. That would be... Be the one that senses him? That would be a twist, for because sure. Because Luke doesn't really talk about what happened between Empire and Force Awakens, other yeah. than he started a new, like, Jedi training thing, that and then he, he fucks off that his... island, or that planet. Well, that's after, like, he sequesters himself, because he sensed the whatever shit from, um, from Kylo Ren. Yeah. From Ben Solo. Um, so... And Mark Hamill's still around, man. Yeah. And Mark could. Hamill fucking owns it, because Mark Hamill's a fucking nerd. Yeah. He, uh, he still owns that whole Luke thing. Yeah. Um, You'll so, forever and always be Luke Skywalker. And the Joker. Mark Hamill's the people's Joker. Do you not know this? No. So. No, he was the voice of the 90s Joker, Joker right? We call it B-Tast, which Thank you. Deb does not like when I say it, but I don't care. Well, uh, it's like the one that I would have seen growing up. The Batman, and the animated... Series, yeah. Um, with Kevin Conroy as Batman. Uh, yeah, Mark Hamill's the Joker. Yeah. We talked about this. I re- I'm remembering that now. Because we also talked about that he played Lord I, I um Something in um, Avatar. Avatar Last Airbender. Yeah. Whatever his name is. 
I can't remember his name off the top. Yeah. Yeah. People and people are still. By the way, speaking of Mandalorian, I saw something online where there people are still like going like, "We're still thinking about that frog couple." Yeah. Whatever happened to them and their tadpoles? Yeah, they've got a shit ton of them now, right? Yeah. And they probably still fuck, or however that works. Yeah, whatever they do. Or she squats let's not out. Go, let's not go into that. <laughs> well, it could be like seahorses where you have yeah. like the female egg eggs and then the male comes in. Seahorses don't do that. Yeah, they do. No, she doesn't lay the eggs. The male is the one that she will transfer the eggs to the male seahorse, and this male seahorse will give birth. Really? Yep. What am I thinking of? Maybe fish. Because there are some... Frog people? There are some species of fish that will... The female will lay the eggs. The male will inseminate them. Come and over it. Watch, and then, like, watch, watch them. It. Yeah. But I know seahorses uh, can change uh, genders. Right? Frogs get... Frogs. Some frogs. Some species of frogs. Not the kind that are fun to lick. <laughs> are you looking... You're looking toads? I'm not not licking toads, as Homer Simpson would say. <laughs> Um, Bill Burr's character is coming back. I think I said that already. Um, so I'm imagining, like I said, that the next episode is going to be... Oh, so that was my whole thing with like the whole Western and, and D&D stuff. I imagine the next couple episodes are just going to be about bringing together like the crew. Yeah. yeah. Um, to free um, Grogu. Yeah. I'm just going to keep calling I want to know what's up with those robots that they built. Those things are a mix of, like, Stormtrooper plus um, Iron Man. blood and, or Grogu's no, blood fucking, or whatever? No, they're they're robots. Yeah, but there's something that they need The Dark him. Troopers? Yeah, but they need Grogu for something for his blood. Yeah, we're going to get that. Put a pin in that for a okay. second. Because um, the Dark Troopers are basically a combination of... Like Iron Man, like you are saying. Well, John Favreau, gee, what a fucking joke. The yeah. guy fucking wrote and directed Iron Man 1 and 2. I'm sorry, co-wrote two uh, with Justin uh, Thoreau, but directed Iron Man 2. Um, uh, that, uh, Stormtroopers, fuck, what did we just say? Iron Man, and uh, they look like uh, 40, what's the fucking board game? Uh, Warhammer 40K. They look like that shit. Don't, I'm not going to explain it. It's Don't do it. punishingly intricate role-playing Don't game. Don't do it. Um, and it's a great game. I, I played it in high school, but um, punishingly intricate. Yeah, but I was color. like, the fuck? I was like, they just put Iron Man in this. That's literally what was the thought. Was like, when they flew down, yeah. so like their like, arms adjust for flight. I'm like, well, and then they all put their feet forward in the jet to like yeah. slow themselves I was like, down. Oh, that's when Iron Man builds, builds the Mark too. The, yeah. sil- the silver suit in Iron Man One. I was yeah. like, obviously John Favreau's got a fuck. Still has a heart on for Iron Man, and he yeah. as well he should, um, as we do all do. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think Robert and Jr. is going to be in Black... I, I think the whole thing is like Robert and Jr. is going to be in Black Widow. Okay. Uh, if not Black Widow, then he's going to be in like WandaVision. He's, there's something where there's like a flashback scene or whatever and they bring him back yeah. as Tony Stark. Um, what was the pin? Grogu's the, blood. Grogu's blood. So we've seen that they have like, like cloning vats. Yeah. Those are the vets. They're doing the Snoke slash Palpatine clones. Oh. That gets paid off in ooh, the last Star Wars movie, which Force Awakens. No, nope. no, no. Uh, the last, not the no, last Jedi. God Jedi. damn it. Um, 
It was just on TV last Why night too. Why are we blanking on I don't know. His Last Jedi. Anyway, um, Force Awakens. No, so Force Awakens is the last no, one. No, Force Awakens was the first one. That was Episode Seven. Then is it the Last Jedi? No, that's Episode Eight. God damn! I need, no, not anymore. We're looking it up. We're looking it up. <laughs> Please bear with us. Star Wars. Why are we not coming up with this episode nine? What? Rise of Skywalker. That's it. What a fucking sh shit title. Um, because it doesn't make any sense. The yeah, fucking end. He like they. So anyway, yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Um, those are the tanks that they're like cloning Palpatine in, and they need midi chlorian rich blood from the Yoda species. Yeah. To like kickstart the Force in them or something. I'm glad they're inter like they're connecting everything. I still don't like uh, midi chlorians. I, I still don't like that they explained yeah. that there's like a microbiology and a Jedi that makes them sensitive and it's like yeah. a, uh, just let the Force be fucking space magic. Just let it be why space not? magic. Be better. Thanks, George Lucas. That's why none of us like the fucking prequels, except for Jacob Siroff. Yeah, I'm calling you out, Jacob Siroff, who also. Lost at Douglas movies while he was playing for me. Oh goodness! Bring that back to a off-air thing. Um, yeah, he's a uh, what we call a prequel apologizist. Um, that he's like, no, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Like, look at what what happened. And I'm going, jar jar. That's all I gotta say. Which he could technically come back in Mandalorian because he doesn't really die. Like, you don't know what They're happened. Not they're not bringing in fucking Jar Jar. One, he's responsible for the Empire. Because he was the deciding vote against Palpatine and the Republic. Like, as if you couldn't fucking make me hate Jar Jar Binks any fucking more. That toyetic, retarded piece of shit. I'm getting mad. No, I don't. <laughs> I legit will go to jail for punching you in the face on this episode. If you start At least there'd be witnesses, I hope. You start talking like that. And by the way, the, the Phantom Menace is fucking racist. I have to go back and rewatch it. Oh, watch it just knowing that um, the Federation aliens talk like generic racist Asian stereotypes. And obviously the Gungans are African Americans. Like, that shit is fuck. And I always went. I went, no, it's not that racist. Like, there's no way. Yeah. And then I went to go see the uh, 3D re-release with a then-girlfriend. And I'm watching going, holy shit, this is all fucking racist. Also terrible. Like, just categorically a terrible fucking movie. This is the rabbit hole you were afraid to go down, folks. Um, anyway. The rabbit hole that I magically made you go down. We, we went down. We, we started, like, how badass is Boba Fett to how racist Phantom Menace is. <laughs> Um, I don't have enough breadcrumbs to get back, really. But, uh, yeah, uh, Boba Fett, Bill Burr, uh, what else happens? Obviously, the Empire, quote-unquote. Um, and once again, this is the building blocks of the new, is it the new order? That's what they call it so. in the in the new trilogy. Yeah. So, we'll see. And they obviously have the Darksaber... Uh, Grogu has some kind of weird reaction. Yeah, because he almost wants to reach for it. And he goes, no, no, we're going to shoot you with that sleep ray, which I wish existed in real like, life. Like, no, someplace. no, you're not ready for this. Yeah. So he's got plans outside of 
Palpatine's clones, yeah. I think, obviously. Um, and he's wearing, like, his chest piece is like Darth Vader's. Oh, I didn't or, notice or that. Or looks like Darth Vader's. So he's either like physically disabled somehow, or it's like strength enhancing exo suit type yeah. of bullshit. Could Not be. bullshit, but I mean, it is what I'm thinking. Um, we'll see. We've got, what, three episodes three left? Three episodes left. And this one was short. Yeah, was um, it? Yeah, I didn't. It was, I thought it was, so. Yeah, it was ten minutes shorter. When I first, like, when I opened it, I was like, thirty minutes. No, the other episodes are like forty-five minutes long. Yeah, um, this one was like huh. thirty-one. So, oh, wow. They crammed a whole lot into a very small. Yeah, theme. they really did. So, that's that's my Mandalorian talk. That's pretty much mine. I like that we're talking about Star Wars with a severed hand. Yeah. Because every trilogy... Now, would this be uh, Luke's, or would this be Anakin Skywalker's? Uh, in my personal opinion, and Luke. my personal preferences, absolutely. Because we're not going to get into... I mean, we could, I suppose. Um, I had a girlfriend who I got into an actual screaming match. <laughs> who brought balance to the Force, Luke or Anakin? And we're not going to get into that right now, because we've been going long enough. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else... Uh, I've started uh, watching Big Mouth Season 4. You don't watch no, it. No, but you... I well, do highly recommend it. Um, what pretty, was that title of that episode that you were just... It has one of the grossest episodes I think I've ever seen. Uh, I think it's episode 2 or 3 of the 4th season, which the whole first part of the 4th season happens at summer camp, um, which is a great microcosm for like puberty, teenager, yeah. like, social interaction. Um, what... Uh, Brian K. Vaughn record, uh, called the chalkboard, chalkboard jungle, um, which is like that kind of like pecking order for yeah. kids. But um, there's an episode called Poop Madness, where because the character Andrew can't poop for several days, he starts going through poop madness. Oh my god! Which I have a fun story that I will unfortunately tell. Uh, <laughs> well, me and the listeners. No. Uh, unfortunately, not tell on air. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I went to a weekend-long like, camping festival thing, uh, and I am a very private pooper. I don't think I'm speaking out of school here. I don't think I'm telling any tales. And I don't they think like I'm alone. I don't think I'm alone. Especially since I'm with a lady, and you ladies are known to be private poopers. Um... Which would be the worst name in the army ever, uh, Private Pooper. But uh, you, wouldn't sal- you wouldn't salute soul. a private, by the way. Um, but yeah, I'm a very private pooper, and once again, biologically, I'd finally had it. Like, I, I I couldn't hold it anymore. I was going through poop madness, much like Andrew on Big Mouth, which I will talk about eventually after the story. Um, and as my friend Rob says it. Uh, because I had brought uh, this giant Spider-Man compendium with me. Because, you know, I, I still like reading. Yeah. Um, even on camping trips. So, as he says it, he goes, yeah, I saw you, like, kind of, like, tense for, like, a couple days. Um, and I found a porta potty And I was like, sweet, I'm going to lock the door. I've got a book. Like, because I'm the king of bathroom readers as well. <laughs> And I did my business. 
and my friend Rob saw me come out of the porta potty, and as he said, you were like a parade major, <laughs> like walking out, going like, I feel not only like ten pounds lighter, but like I've achieved nirvana. <laughs> He's like, you just walked out like with your book, no cares in the world, and I was like, I felt. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> that is literally the end of the episode of Poop Madness. He finally on, takes his shit. Well, he has twins, <laughs> as they say. At which point, Maury, the hormone monster, has one of the best jokes of all four seasons, where he's holding the poops like, and they're like swaddled like babies. Oh my god. And he goes, I'm gonna name this one Zach, and this one Cody, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna have a sweet life. <laughs> One of the last jokes is not a poop joke, but a slam against Zach, Zach and Cody's sweet, sweet life. Yep. Like, of all the, sweet the things. sweet life of Zach and Whatever. Cody. Whatever. Yep. But, like, that's why their show makes me fucking laugh. That's funny. Um, they also have, and I was going to say this off air, but since we're talking about it, to explain what the show is about other than puberty, and like I said, everything's anthropomorphized, like anxiety, mosquitoes, and hormone monsters, is that... At one point on the episode I'm watching, uh, Nick and Andrew are like, everyone's coupling up but us. What are we going to do? And they're going into eighth grade. And they go, we're going to date seventh grade girls. And it is very, like, older guy dating a younger girl. And that's, like, the joke, but it's seventh and eighth grade. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of metaphors that they use. That's funny. That are, it's brilliant. Just brilliant. Um, And disgusting at the same time. Because I think at one point, uh, Andrew was talking about hitting on the seventh grade girls, and he goes, he goes, he goes like, yeah, we're, we're stalking them like predators, sexy predators, sexual predators. And Nick goes, no, no, don't, don't not that last one, not no, that last one. Anything but the last one. Yeah, yeah. So, um, a huge fan of Big Mouth, and I love that um, season four is happening, and I'm watching it, and I'm distracted. Okay, I'm not distracted now. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. I don't have anything else. else. Wow, what a wind down ending. So Yeah, usually we end on a something. Me freaking out or... Odd comments saying or... Saying something horrible. Yeah. Um, oh, one of the characters... No, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> no. Um, I, I literally just cringed myself. Uh, so I guess that's a great place to end. Yeah. Me cringing at my own thoughts. If you like what you heard, check some of our other shows out like Exotic Liability, Nerd Vomit, Black Falls, and I Hate Kathy Hammond. We can be found by searching for The BACN on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, or at www.bacnpodcast.com.